Welcome to the here and now from wherever and whenever you are. I'm Stephanie, licensed mental health counselor, and I'm here with Chrissy and Davey. Please introduce yourselves. Hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Excited to be here. I'm excited that you guys are here. Today we're going to talk about mindfulness, something I got to practice more of. So I'm hoping that you guys can help me and our audience practice and learn a little bit more about mindfulness. So what is it? Can you describe that a little bit more? Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah. Um, well, and I guess I'll f- formally introduce myself as well. Um, my name is Davey Olson. I am one of our CAPS counselors that works over at the Rollins Wellness Center. Um, do a couple different things over there, see clients, lead groups. Um, I also lead our mindful movement workshop, which I think is how I ended up here today <laughs> as part of this podcast. Um, and then, yeah, I guess just kind of talking about mindfulness one of the things I want to say from the get-go is that I am not an expert in the field. A lot of, of this has come from my own interests and my own practices and my own experiences, but there are a lot of more um, <laughs> official professionals out there that um, know what they're talking about. So just kind of take all of that with a grain of salt. But um, just from my experience, I talk about mindfulness of really being present in the here and the now. And that's a phrase that you hear a lot in mindfulness of like being here now and so being aware of what's happening in this time in this place being in tune to thoughts feelings experiences emotions bodily sensations the things that are happening in the present as opposed to what's going on in the past or what's going to happen in the future yeah and I think that's so so important because some of us are so future oriented especially if we're students we're always thinking about what's to come and so we aren't as connected to the here and the now because we're so worried about what is to come how about you, Chrissy? What do you think about what mindfulness is? Yeah, totally. To add on to what Davy said, first, I'll formally introduce myself too. So I'm Chrissy Moses and I'm a CAPS counselor, so I'm a mental health counselor. Um, and so as far as mindfulness, um, the only thing I would add to what Davy said was definitely being in the present, but the key for me is non-judgmentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to not judge if that mom- present moment isn't comfortable or isn't the way I want it to be. And so there's a level of acceptance. Um, and sometimes I like to even think of it as a, um, if we can experience the present moment from a place of curiosity um, and just notice what comes up as yeah. opposed to judging. I love that. I'm so glad that you added that. That's such a key component of that, right? Whether it's our physical sensations, our emotions, so used to being told that we should label things as either good or bad but what if we actually held those neutrally and recognized everything serves a purpose we're just going to acknowledge it right and how would you guys say you do that the best what are some techniques that you guys use to make sure you're kind of keeping yourself in check that you're in this mindfulness moment without judging yourselves what do you guys do so um so I'll give, I'll, I think the best way to answer that question is to just give an example. So, and this is an example I offer to clients that maybe have a really hard time scheduling time to practice mindfulness. And so I'll say, okay, so you probably take a shower once a day, hopefully, right? And so um, I'll say, okay, in that shower, just notice your body, notice the water on your skin, notice your breath, notice the temperature, notice your feet on the ground and that simple and so although it's simple it's not easy because our mind wants to think about our to-do list and what's coming next and what we're having for breakfast and and so when we notice those thoughts simply we just come back to being aware of our body 
in the present moment. I love that you you kind of paired it with something that we do on a daily basis because mm-hmm. that's that makes it so much easier. It's like, oh, you already shower, you eat every day. <laughs> when I've used mindfulness, the most simplest way I use it is in eating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's an incredible tool to mindful eating. Yeah, yeah. you got to eat, right? You got to shower. I love that. So mm-hmm. it's just like being present. You pair it with something that you already do normally and be aware of your body. Yeah. How about you, Daisy? What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I think there are a couple of things that just were coming up as Chrissy was talking that I, I really resonate with and love. Um, one of the things that I just want, you know, any of our listeners to know is that we call it mindfulness practice for a reason. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. We can maybe talk about some of those later about what are some of the misconceptions around mindfulness. But I think that there's this misconception of either I'm mindful or I'm not, right? I hear from a lot of individuals being like, oh, mindfulness is not for me. Like, uh uh-uh, I can't do that. That's not the type of person I am. I can't be still and mindful. Um, Where the reality is that it absolutely is something that all of us have access to, but it is a practice. You're not expected to know how to just be mindful off the bat. Um, And there's going to be times, right, where you are able to tap into that a little bit more so than others. And so there's this whole component of, of, non-judgment and part of that's not judging yourself as well of saying okay yeah you're probably going to get distracted at certain times when you're practicing mindfulness and that's okay you acknowledge it and then you come back to the practice and so I think that that's one thing that I I just want to kind of give as a caveat to all of this right is most of us are not walking around being mindful 24 (laughs) 7 I know for me I really have to designate the time that I'm going to be practicing that mindfulness Um, and so I I love um, what Chrissy was talking about of like really setting aside those times when you're really in that and you're really tapping into that Um, I love that you mentioned the eating as well Um, one of the things that when I really am in a space where I'm wanting to practice mindfulness I really like to tap into the senses Um, so utilizing um, the senses that we have, right, to, to be aware of the present moment. So what do you notice? What do you hear? What do you smell in this place? Um, it, the eating is a great example because you can be like, what does this taste like? What is this food that I'm actually eating instead of just kind of going through the motions? Um, so and then, oh, sorry, oh continue. Yeah. Well, and then another big thing is, is the breathing is another big um, way that I tap into mindfulness of I you know in my mindful movement class I talk a lot about you know your breath is always with you it's one of the few things that you carry with you everywhere you go and it's one of the best tools that you have to tap into the here and the now so even taking a moment to pause putting your hand on your chest noticing how your body is breathing in and out what that sensation feels like can be another really great way to just take a moment and tap into what's happening here and now you, when would you guys recommend your clients to start practicing mindfulness if it isn't that it's a designated time in their day? So um, I would say any time that they're going to actually do it would be <laughs> the first answer. Um, but just to clarify your question, you're asking when would you recommend that they do it if they're actually going to separate, have some time to practice? If they aren't scheduling it, when should they tap into it? If it's not scheduled. Um, I mean, I would say, first off, anytime it crosses their mind, right? Um, I think the kind of go-to answer would be probably when we start to feel uncomfortable feelings, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of a way to not escalate those feelings. Um, so oftentimes I'll use anxiety as an example. So um, 
oftentimes with anxiety, we feel anxiety. I sh- should say I, because I definitely have experienced some anxiety. Um, so I'll experience anxiety. And then if I kind of almost, um, if I'm resisting that anxiety, like, oh, no, I'm starting to feel anxious, yeah. then that usually exacerbates it. Like that makes that anxiety worse. Whereas if I can just notice, okay, something feels uncomfortable, I just sit with it, focus on my breath, then I may feel a slight increase initially, but then after a few moments, it will start to dissipate. And so I think that would be my answer. I don't know about you, Davey. What do you yeah. think? Um, I think one of the things that comes to mind is, uh, you know, I think about that phrase, like, when I'm really in my head. Um, and I know what that, that feels like for me. And so I know that everyone can kind of probably relate to that in their own terms. But, you know, when I'm caught up, right, in, in just the thinking of either I'm relaying something that happened in the past or I'm, I'm planning for the future and I just feel like I am so caught up in my head that thoughts are just racing or spinning and I just can't seem to get out of that space. And I, I want to, but I don't really know how to. Um, that's where mindfulness has been really helpful for me is being able to say, wait, okay, like you are very in your head right now. Let's, let's try to calm this a little bit. Let's take a moment. Let's try to bring it back to the present. Um, so I think that probably for those moments where we feel really in our heads about something, can be it can be a really great tool. Yeah, you guys mentioned a couple of things. Um, that cognitive piece, when we're resistant of what these uncomfortable feelings or these unpleasant feelings that you guys mentioned, not good or bad, just uncomfortable, that the more we think about how uncomfortable things are and we don't want to experience them, the more the more escalated it might get. It's like... We have a chocolate cake. I was, I'm always going to bring it back to food. <laughs> we, we're on a diet and there's a chocolate cake on the, on the counter and we want to not eat the chocolate cake and all we think about not eating the chocolate cake, still thinking about the chocolate cake. That's from a TED Talk, if you guys have seen it. But, um, <laughs> but um, it, ends up, it ends up being more in the forefront of your mind the more you think about not doing it. Versus thinking about what you do want to do, which is relax, right? It's like, okay, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want this unpleasant feeling right now versus I want to feel calm. I'm going to engage in these things instead. So, yeah, does that make any sense? It does. I also think that kind of makes me think of a misconception with mindfulness. And I think, if can I I'll go on to Oh, please that. do. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I think the misconception is that through mindfulness always comes calm and relaxation. Mm-hmm. And so although, of course, that's ideal, right? We all want to feel calm and relaxed, maybe not all, but many of us. Um, and yet mindfulness can also be being present and aware that yeah. I'm feeling frustrated or irritated and mm-hmm. angry and all those feelings that are human. And when I feel those feelings by being aware and being in, uh, being able to notice them and recognize them, by being present and mindful, I can then choose a helpful decision, right? A helpful action that will help me and prevent me from making a situation worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's that awareness piece, Mm -hmm. right? It's bringing attention without judgment to what's Mm -hmm. happening right now. And I always feel like when you are aware, you feel empowered, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. At least I'm aware of this. Now I can determine what do I want to do with this? Is this helpful? Is this not helpful at the time? Again, it's not good or bad, but is this serving me well right now? Um, So I love that. Mm -hmm. So we're able to collect the data a little bit better and understand the narrative of what's going on a little bit better and clear and then kind of act accordingly the more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
aware mindset. Okay. Yeah, and it's interesting when you say narrative, makes me think of another thing, <laughs> is oftentimes we get we get kind of pulled away by our internal narratives. So going back mm-hmm. to that being in your head piece that Davey mentioned, um, I know certainly I can, there's been times, and I'm sure every human can, exp- you know, relate, is that, you know, it, uh, we make meaning to our experience, right? We add meaning. And so if that meaning is helpful, then great. But oftentimes we get stuck on the ones that are less than great or less than helpful. And so um, by being present and mindful, it's it kind of prevents us from creating those meanings in our head that are unhelpful. Mm. If that makes Thank sense. Thank you for that, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of other misconceptions, Chrissy? Um, I think so a misconception that um, sometimes comes up and this may be tied. So we didn't really discuss the difference between you know, people talk about meditation mm-hmm. or mindfulness, and I think there is a misconception that meditation is, you know, religious, mm-hmm. religious based. And although it may have began eons ago um, with a religious um, affiliation, I guess, um, you know, if simply if we talk about simple meditation, we're talking about being aware, being present, focusing on your breath. And so there is no anyone from any religion can practice mm-hmm. mindfulness and meditation. I'm glad that you brought. That's yeah. really important. Yeah. It could be connected to a, a faith belief or not at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I think the other one that I hear a lot from clients is um, about controlling thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, um, do you want to elaborate? Or is that what I'm going <laughs> on? No, you keep going. You're doing okay. great. <laughs> um, and I like to use the analogy of... Um, like it's almost so it's not about controlling thoughts because that's way t- takes t- way too much effort as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, you know, our thought I don't know about it, what goes on in your head, but there's a lot that goes on in mine. So <laughs> I don't want to control that mess. So um, but I like to think of it like a highway. Right. So my thoughts are the cars going by. And so without mindfulness, I'm getting thrown from car to car. Mm. And so um with mindfulness, I'm able to stand on the side of the highway and choose what car I want to go in, right? So I'm going to see the thoughts going by, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to decide, oh, this is going to help me, this is going to serve me, I'm going to follow this thought, as opposed to all the other chaos that really isn't going to be helpful. So I can't remember how I started that little tangent, but there we are. (laughs) I like the metaphor. I think it's very useful, and the visual, I think, would serve a very... I really like that one. I've heard it described as, you know, clouds in the sky or a leaf floating down a river, but I really like Mm -hmm. the cars because there is that, there's that component of, I get to now have that awareness, so I am now choosing and making that decision. The intentionality behind Mm -hmm. it, and like the direction. I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a direction with cars, and I think that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people would. I'm going to use that. I'm going to take that from you. If you you could see what I see in my head when I say that, I (laughs) see this, like, absolutely jam-packed highway with all these different (laughs) colors, and that's probably representative of my mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there a car that you like to get? Like, the red one? It's the red one. (laughs) It's the red one. one. That's the one. Yeah. But I'm aware of it. (laughs) Exactly. One of the ways that, you know, I and I know that we – I'll probably utilize mindfulness in different ways in our own lives, but I really, really have found that mindfulness has been really helpful in connecting to my body. And um, that's been something that, you know, for many years I just wasn't aware of. I think that we move so quickly throughout our days and oftentimes there's so much going on. We're going from one place to the next, to the next. 
that I don't think that I really realized how much like my food, my circumstances, that those were really impacting my body. But I really do believe that all those things connect thoughts, feelings, you know, experiences, our body takes that stuff on and we hold that stuff in our bodies in ways that we don't even realize until we start taking a moment to be aware of those things. And so that's been incredibly helpful for me because sometimes I might not even know what I'm feeling in a moment, but I know how my body feels, right? So I might not be able to label that emotion, but my body feels tense, right? And so I'll be like, okay, my body, why does my body feel Mm -hmm. tense? Oh, it's in my shoulders. Okay, I'm going to feel that. What does that feel like? Okay, again, not holding that judgment. And I'm like, what is that connected to? Oh, that's connected to stress. What am I stressed about, right? Like, so it really kind of opens up for me, again, that awareness. But for me, it's really starting with my body. And I've recognized that, you know, then I can take those steps to, you know, react to my bodies in the ways that I feel like would be most helpful of, okay, if I'm feeling that tension, is that serving me well right now? Is this helpful? Mm, No. Okay, then what can I do? I'm going to breathe into this, or I'm going to do some stretching, or I'm going to just kind of do some movements to release some of that. Um, And I think that the ways that mindfulness can connect our bodies can be really powerful and really healthy for us when we're, when we're, you know, being intentional about that. I love that you brought that up, Davey, that we come, we're in a time where we're so disconnected because we have so much going on. We have our phones and we have a very, I mean, for the most part, productive, like we're always thinking that we have to be very productive humans to be successful. And especially here in the Western culture that it's just like do the most um, to survive. (laughs) And so all the time, all the time. And so it's really great to um, take moments to connect with ourselves, especially in such chaos in the traffic. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Our bodies are incredible, powerful tools that we have. Um, And again, it's just another another way of being aware. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, have you heard the, I think I'm going to botch up the quote, but it says something about if you don't listen to the whispers, you'll have to hear the screams, right? Mm. So as our body, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like it starts to tell us things. And if we're not present and aware, at some point it gets louder and louder. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it may feel like something happens all of a sudden, whereas really if we'd have slowed down and paid attention, mm-hmm. we may have been able to catch that sooner. Yeah, your and body ends up telling you. Mm-hmm. even yeah. if Yeah, and it, it gives you the rest that you need even when you're not asking for it. Unfortunately, sometimes it's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and I, I really like that quote because it makes me think about, you know, for me, it probably started with a scream. That's mm-hmm. right. That's what got my attention. I can remember my back hurt so bad. This was years ago, but like I could hardly get up off of the floor where I was sitting because my back hurt so bad. But then as I continued to start to tap into that, became more and more aware it wasn't overnight, right? It was that practice. Now I am able to hear those whispers so it doesn't have to be screaming at mm-hmm. me to get my attention. I'm, I'm much more prone to listen now because mm-hmm. I'm able to, l- I know what that voice sounds like. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I haven't thought this through, but it com- what comes to mind as you say that is I wonder if it's similar with our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So if we pay attention to a l- slight mm-hmm. anxiety, and attend to that right so maybe i need a break or maybe i need to go for a walk then maybe that anxiety doesn't get so bad whereas if i don't pay attention and don't listen it's going to get stronger and stronger until i pay attention right that panic attack where it forces you to breathe versus you intentionally trying to breathe right absolutely i think that's a great analogy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what what else else? (laughs) you guys want to talk about 
Yeah, I I'd like to share actually, um, if we have time. Oh, we, we got do. it. Yeah. Um, I like to share kind of how I started with oh, mindfulness. Yeah. I was wondering um, about that, because you know we're talking about it in some ways, like oh, we got it, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I, what I love is that I, I think what this ends up doing is showing people that we're humans too, oh, right? Oh, Counselors yeah. are people, and we come to a point where we're like, we got to do our own work mm-hmm. if we're going to serve mm-hmm. our clients. Yeah. So I think that this is great. Go ahead and explain. Yeah. How yeah. did you <laughs> find mindfulness? Yeah, because How did you we do not this? have it all together. <laughs> yeah. We do not do this all the time the ways we should. No. We're humans too? Like, yeah, <laughs> imagine <What>? that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in college, I mean, I struggled with depression as a kid um, into my early teens, uh, no, early 20s, I should say, and later on. But anywho, when I was in college, I was struggling quite a bit, um, but I was on the track team, and my coach used to call me um, paralysis by analysis because I was so in my head. Mm. Talk about being in your head. Like, I couldn't experience the moment that I was in because I was so in my head. Um, And so I actually did a project for school, and it was related to meditation, and then I went to a, a facility and started to meditate and they gave me the homework of meditating for five minutes a day and I had to count my breath. And so you could kind of breathe in, breathe out one, breathe in, breathe out two, just like that. And then once I, uh, each time I got distracted, I was instructed to come back to number one. And so when I started that, I mean, I could barely get past two mm-hmm. and no joke for a very, very long time. Um, and honestly, even if I did it today, probably there would be days where that would be the same. But um, I think the really aha moment for me um, was I kept practicing, kept practicing in just five minutes a day. And one day I was walking through campus and it seemed like it was really quiet. And I looked around and um, the campus was just as busy as normal. And what I realized was my mm. mind was quiet. Oh for like gosh, the yeah. first, so yeah. like the first time that I noticed. Now I'm not saying when I was a kid, you know, of course it probably was more quiet then, but it really had a profound mm-hmm. effect. Um, and um, and so kind of fast forward to today, I feel like I still feel the gamut of emotions that everybody else feels, and yet I feel more equipped to deal with them. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, yeah, it just, and it is like anything else, it's a practice, right? And so I like to say too that, you know, ideally I would like to practice more than five minutes a day, but five minutes a day is better than no minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Just like going for a five minute walk is better than not moving at all, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like, it also I do want to say, and then I'll pass it on to Davey, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> hug the mic. Um, You're doing great. But, um, yeah is that it isn't a panacea, right? It isn't a fix-all thing either, Mm -hmm. right? Just like exercise isn't, right? It's just a piece of the puzzle that that we can utilize. I think it's a very powerful piece of the the puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like exercise, I'll come back to that, and even nutrition, right? Health and nutrition, the impact grows exponentially over time. So if I meditate once a week, that's still better than none. And yet, if I do s- a little bit every day for a longer period of time, I'm going to notice I'm less reactive. I'm going to be more um, able to pause before taking action, um, which ultimately is going to help my decision making mm-hmm. and also my relationships. 
So how kind empowering. Of went off on a tangent again. I but love <laughs> it. You did not. That was great. It was valuable. Mm-hmm. It is very empowering. The tool itself is very empowering. Mm-hmm. And and those uh, personal experiences, I mean, that's what makes it real. Thank right? you. so. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's empowering, um, especially because we are trying to gain control of all these situations that we feel like are out of our control. This is something that we do have control over, and you were able to do that, to empower yourself and really pick and choose what you need to focus on, you know. And so, Daisy, what about you? Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, how I got into mindfulness? Yeah. Um, there's parts that I really relate to in that story. So thank you, Jen, Chrissy, mm-hmm. for sharing that. Um, mine's a little bit different, but there's themes in there that are the same. Um, I was uh, really involved and really into backpacking um, when I was in a future, li- you know, past life mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I was a little bit younger. And so... I kind of found myself thriving in this um, environment outdoors um, where I was, you know, disconnected from technology. I was just literally living off of the things that I carried on my back. And when I finished up those experiences, I did that for three summers. Um, When I finished up those experiences, every time I would come back home, um, I just dealt with a ton of anxiety. Um, And I was like, what is going on? Like, I just felt so... Um, in my head, um, I was just craving some of that, um, some of that stillness um, from those experiences, and you know, couldn't really connect at the time, like what this was all about for me. But at, at that point, I started doing yoga, um, which you know, a lot of times yoga practice it doesn't have to be right. Yoga and mindfulness don't have to be connected, but a lot of times there are a lot of mindfulness um, practices that are involved in yoga. And so, as I started doing yoga. Um, I noticed that it, you know, in the moments that we were doing those mindfulness practices, it was really allowing me um, to be aware. And I think that I, I made this connection of like that's what I had loved when I was kind of out on the mountain doing all this backpacking. <laughs> was I was just aware. I was aware of things in ways that I wasn't before. I was aware of my surroundings. I was aware of my thoughts. I was aware of my feelings. Um, and right. Partly because I didn't have as many distractions around me, but it was amazing for me to learn, like, there's this tool here that I can use to become aware of what I'm thinking and feeling, and it was kind of in that clarity. Um, So that's really kind of what led me into that. And then, like I said, I think that the component of really being um, in touch with my body has been really, really helpful for me as well, and as I started to realize that connection as well. Thank you, Daisy. Awesome. They're different, but at the same time, the same. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's good to hear that it doesn't, I mean, and it could be for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, c- I'd like to add one last thing before I'm sure we have to wrap up. Um, and that is, you know, if you do decide to practice, and, you know, there's many apps out there, there's so many tools. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to put a caveat on it. Like if you sit down to practice and you feel so uncomfortable, as in, you know, triggered or there's something that you haven't dealt with in your life that um, maybe you need to speak to a professional about because that can happen. um, And there's nothing wrong with you. There's Mm -mm. nothing wrong with that. It just is, again, another message for you to be like, okay, maybe I need to speak to somebody to deal with this. Um, And so, yeah, we're here to help you if Mm -hmm. you need to do that. So, and of course, there's many people in the community as well. So speaking of guidance would you would 
Chrissy, you're going to help us and guide us in a mindful minute. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that's how we're going to wrap up. Yes, yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm preparing just a little <laughs> bit. I'm ready. Okay, all right. So uh, wherever you are, please don't do this if you're listening in your car. <laughs> um, come back to it later. But we'll literally do a mindful minute. So sit upright, lie on your bed, just make, let your body be comfortable. And if you're comfortable, close your eyes or just lower your eyes. And then bring your awareness to your breath initially. Perhaps taking slightly longer, deeper breaths in and out. And continue to breathe comfortably. And notice your body. Notice your seat on the chair. Or your body on the ground or bed, wherever you are. And should your mind get distracted, just simply bring your awareness back. Noticing that distraction and coming back to your breath or to your body. Take three more slightly deeper, longer yet comfortable breaths in and out. And when you are done, you can gently open your eyes if your eyes are closed. And that was probably a minute and 10 seconds. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. I always go over. <laughs> Chrissy, can I order your voice on Calm Out? Can, <laughs> can I set the setting to Chrissy's voice? Please, and many. Um, I, no. I can't. I <laughs> that was great. That really was. Your voice is perfect for this. When I have guided met like mindful moments it just doesn't sound like yours i'm gonna tell you that right <laughs> now but mine wouldn't sound like yours so no, i'm like a you could really one. market that Christine. <laughs> please i i would pay <laughs> so uh, um I, again once i appreciate you guys i'm stephanie yeah. licensed mental health counselor i'm here with guys who you know say goodbye yeah name and this has been davy over at caps mm -hmm. and chrissy over at caps too so from wherever and whenever you guys are, thank you. This is all caps. Bye. Bye.